and welcome back to another episode of the Honey and Milk podcast. Um, if this is your first time here, you are welcome to the space. If this is if you're a recurring listener, welcome back. It's so nice to have you back. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoyed today's episodes. So today is titled Promises, Promises. Right, so when it comes to promises, I'm guessing each individual has their individual taste for promises. So I personally, I am not too big on promises because like, yeah, we are, we've all had that disappointing moment where someone promises us something or you're promised this or you're expecting that and then it's like, um aware is it and the person doesn't live up to their promises so what is actually a promise let's just first explain what a promise is so that we or rather so that i don't go out of hand right so a promise is a declaration or assurance that one like someone would do something or that a particular thing will happen so, like, for instance, if I'm like, oh, I promise I'm going to clean my room or something like that, it is that that is a promise because I declared and I assured the person, whoever I was promising to, that I will do an action, that a particular thing will happen, which is that my room will be cleaned, right? And a promise can be held or broken by two things, actually, and I will call it capacity and character. So a person's or a capacity or character can, would, rather I would say, would be the defining factor of why a promise can be held up to its word or a promise can be broken. So in terms of capacity, I mean that that is the power, the influence or the potential of the one promising to actually carry out that promise because like you can say, okay, I, I, I'll promise you the entire earth. But then to be honest, you really can't promise that because nobody has the capacity um, to promise the entire earth, right? And then the second thing would be the integrity or the truth of that person's character identity, which leads to the second um, aspect called character. So like, for instance, now if you know that this person um, lies so much, <laughs> that there's a person that lies and even like it just comes out of their mouth, like they don't even think about it, it's just like an instant lie, then that person might have the capacity to do it, but then their character would be shady and they would not live up to the integrity or the truth of their promise. Right, so, so far as we we have kind of explored a little bit about promises, about experiences about promises, and to be honest, there are some promises that are very, are like quite large, and then when they are broken, it's like very hurtful, that it just, it just like, lives a, it just lives like a scar, you know? Um, I would say actually the promise of marriage, even though to be honest, marriage is not really a promise, it's more of a covenant. And but then a covenant 
I'm not even going to dive into that. I'm just going to leave it as it is and just continue because I actually don't know the difference or if there is a difference between a covenant and a promise. I feel that there is a difference, but that would be another topic for another day, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, but looking about promises in scripture, we actually see three incidences of different promises there's the promise sender and the promise receiver so we see people making promises to god for instance jephthah and his daughter in judges 11 or hannah and her son samuel in first samuel um, 1 and we also see People making promises to other people that, for instance, Rahab and the spies of Israel in Joshua 2 and Laban to Jacob for Rachel in Genesis 29. And then we also see like God making promises to people, for instance, Noah in Genesis 9, Abraham in Genesis 12, even to the entire nation of Israel in Second Chronicles 7, right? And in all those promises, whether they are fulfilled, we see that they are either fulfilled or they fail or they are broken due to either capacity or character. Like taking Jephthah and his his daughter in Judges 11, that's Jephthah making a promise. <clears throat> Jephthah making a promise to God um, regarding his daughter. So like the promise was that Jephthah was like, okay, God, if you... Give me victory in this battle. The first thing, the first um, thing that comes out of my house, I will give it to you. And I, and it turns out that it was his daughter that was welcoming him home. So in that instance, really, to be honest, like he had the capacity because his promise was that he was going to give the first thing that comes out of his house. So he has the capacity to give his daughter. Right. But does he have the character to back that up? Because it's a very painful promise to go through with, right? So it's like, okay, that character, like, man, yeah, that character, the character of integrity, the character of actually being, staying true to your words. Like, if you say you're going to do this, you're actually going to go all the way and actually do it, right? And then we see, for instance, with Laban to Jacob. So Laban is like Jacob's father-in-law. Jacob comes to this place, da, da, da. So he falls in love with his daughter, Rachel. And he's like, okay, right? So Laban is like, cool, no problem. I can give you my daughter. But first work seven years, right? First work seven years for my daughter's hand in marriage. Now seven years pass and it's time for the wedding. And he doesn't, Laban doesn't give Jacob Rachel. He actually gives him Leah, Rachel's elder sister, right? So in that moment, it's actually, it's actually a promise being broken. And it's not that Laban, Laban had the capacity because he really could have just given his daughter. He could have given Rachel um, to marry uh, Jacob without having to go through Leah, Right. So the capacity was there, but then the character was not there. The character was not there because why didn't he actually give him? Like, why did he have to deceive? Because it was on the wedding day when I think Jacob now discovered that, ha, alas, 
it is not Rachel, it is Leia. Right? And he had to now work another seven years. But then it's even interesting because I was reading this story and it turns out that actually he got Rachel, like he was able to marry Rachel a week after. So he actually didn't have, he didn't like work seven years and then Leia and then another seven years and then Rachel. It was actually like he worked seven years, promised to work seven years. He worked the seven years and then... He discovered that it was Leia that he got. And then um, Leia was like, okay, you can just wait until like the marriage week with Leia is over. And then I will give you Rachel and then you would work extra seven years for Rachel, right? So that was a shocking thing to do, to, to rather to see, to be honest, to do. Because, wow, they look strong. Anyhow. And, um, yeah. So in all of these things, we see capacity and character when it comes to promises, fulfilling promises, breaking promises and all that. So it kind of now moves on to like God's promises or the promises of God to us. So like why then should we actually trust or believe in God's promises to us? And first we'll look at God's capacity. Can God actually give us or do for us what he has promised us. Because there are actually, there are lots of promises in the Bible. There are lots of promises that we can um, hold on to in belief and faith, you know. But then we ask ourselves, okay, the, the, the capacity or rather the ability for this promise to be fulfilled or to be broken relies on character or capacity. So in God's capacity, can he actually do this? And then for that, I'll just go to, I'll just talk about First Chronicles 29, Colossians 1, and then John 1. I'm actually not going to dive into these things. I'm just going to simply take out the lessons from it. And it's that God created everything and he holds all things. He's all sufficient and he's all powerful. There's a verse that says that the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. God has the capacity he has the entire world he said the earth is his footstool so just imagine how large god is and he created everything everything that was created was created through him and for him so he has the capacity he holds all things in his hands right so he has the capacity if he says he will provide for you he can provide for you, right? So, okay, we now clear that, okay, it's not that he is basing it off something absolutely crazy that cannot ever happen. No, he has the capacity. But now it comes to God's character. Does he have the character to actually, you know, fulfill the promises that he has towards us? And... um Numbers 23, Titus 1, John 14, and Hebrews 6 go to show in many different ways and different words that God is truth and he cannot lie. God actually cannot lie. So that means his words are true. Like his yes is yes. His no is no. If he can't do it, he will not do it. Like if he can't do it, he will not tell you he can do it. If he can't do it, he will, he will not 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 like he will not tell you that he can't do it you know 
So like his yes is yes, his no is no. He speaks truth and he cannot lie. There's Second Timothy, Exodus 34 and Isaiah 25 saying different words that God is faithful. He is faithful and he is just. Faithful means like for someone to be faithful, you kind of also have to be consistent, right? And looking through the Bible, we see the the fulfillment of God's promises to different people, to different nations, like be it nations, people, you know, to believers, to children of God, to the to his creation. And we see a lot of promises that are actually being fulfilled. So that means God is faithful. He is faithful. And one last character of God that I want us that that, that also I would say solidifies the integrity and the ability for his for his promises to always always come true or rather be fulfilled is that he is holy he is holy and to be holy one aspect of holiness is that he is perfectly pure he is perfectly pure like just imagine a child, because I think there's this, um, there's this joke or something or a saying that say that says that well, if a child tells you that you're ugly, you're ugly. The child is telling you the truth. Like if it's an adult, say like, okay, maybe the person is just trying to be mean. Or if it's, I don't know, you know, there, there was this whole thing with that. But like if a child tells you that you're beautiful or that they don't like the food or this is it like in their innocence and in their purity you would actually like understand that they are saying it with truth to it like they're just pure they're they're pure of course sometimes they say the wildest things but like they say it from how they feel it even though that's also another different thing about truth so when it comes to the comparison between the purity of a child and the character of God is that God is truth. Everything he says is true. Everything he does is faithful and it's true and he is just, but he's also perfectly pure. That means everything he does is out of the purity and the holiness of who he is. He's separated. He's unique. He's set apart. There is no darkness in him. There is no sin in him. There is no evil. There is no badness in God. 1 John 1 verse 5 says that he is light. And in him there is no darkness at all. There is no darkness at all. That means every word that proceeds out of his mouth is light. It is pure. It is holy. Which means that his words have integrity to them. So what can we take away from this, right? Because we need a little bit of a takeaway. Is that whenever we make promises, right? If it is actually ever needed, because um, Ecclesiastic 5, verse 4 to 5 says that we need to be careful what we say, right? So if it is ever needed, if even I think Jesus also spoke about it, that just simply don't swear, just let your yes be yes and your no be no. And if it is ever needed that you have to make a promise or you want to make a promise or a vow, either to God or to any other person, in order to be found faithful, we need to first check our capacity and our character. 
what you're about to pro- promise right now do you is it you is it possible for you to have any defining factor that that would happen and then the second thing to check is your character are you telling the truth or are you lying are you lying in the situation that you're in saying this promise? Is it just to get yourself out of a difficult situation? Because sometimes that happens where we have a difficult situation and then you kind of want to just get out of it and you're like, oh, don't worry, don't worry, I promise. Yeah, 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 I promise, I promise. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, that's a lie. You That promise cannot, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So we need to check our capacity and our character. And if anyone is found lacking, it is better to not make a promise at all and just to do your best to meet up to the desires or the expectations or the passion that you have in your heart. Because sometimes we make promises out of that passion, passionate moment where you're like, oh my gosh, I would never ever do this again, you know? It's like you go and you tell God, oh God, you know, if you help me in this moment, I will wish, I don't know, whatever, something. There's always a grand promise to that. And then he does pull you through and you're now found wanting in that promise and in that vow to God. Yeah. And when it comes to promises, all I can say is that definitely trust in God rather than mortals. And how Proverbs 11 verse 7 says, it says, Hopes placed in mortals die with them. All the promise of their power comes to nothing. But praise be to God that God doesn't die. He's eternal. So our hopes that are placed in God do not die because God does not die. And all the promise of God's power really does come to pass. So when it comes to promises, I will bank on the promises of God rather than the promise of man. It's not that man cannot promise and fulfill it. But if we want something a bit long-standing, I would say, um, Bank on the promises of God. Trust him, believe in his promise that as he has done it before, he will do it again. And yeah. Heavenly Father, I thank you for everyone under the sound of my voice. I thank you for their lives. I thank you for the identity in you. I thank you for their words. I thank you for their character. I thank you for their capacity. I thank you, God, for the revelation of promises that you have opened up to us today. I pray that if there's anyone going on the journey of self-evaluation in regards to their capacity or their character or their identity, oh God, that you show them the way and you begin to unravel and reveal every aspect that they are searching for. I believe in your word that says, ask and you shall receive, seek and you shall find, knock the door and it shall be opened. 
unto you. Thank you, God, for all that you do for us. I ask that you keep us, I ask that you guide us, I ask that you help us, I ask that you teach us. In Jesus' name I've prayed. Amen. All right, then that is it for today. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter and Instagram at HoneyMilkPDCST. That is Honey Milk Podcast without the vowels in podcast. And you can write me an email at hi.b at honeyandmilk.org. Feel free to leave a rating for the um, the podcast. And please do also share to friends and family or to anyone you want to share it to. And if you have any questions for me, please feel free to leave your questions either through social media or through my email or through Spotify's Q&A poll that is also available up and running. You can also send me a voice note through um, Spotify for Podcasters, also known or formerly known as Anchor.fm. There should be a link at my at the bio. And yeah, stay blessed. Have a wonderful day and bye.